All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish the Past podcast, presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, back here after a nice little summer break, I guess you could talk, call it, Dylan. Um, you were having some fun in the sun, and um, meanwhile, uh, we've all been just waiting on more NFL stuff, and this is when things start to really kick into gear um, now. Um, training camp, season just around the corner, preseason. Um, you know, Dylan, when you start looking forward to preseason games, that's when you know that, that you're ready for football to start because, um, you know, preseason games are usually, well, preseason games. But um, we're almost there, and before you know it, things will be kicking off. So um, fun time of year, and, of course, that means we get to start our usual sort of top ten uh, breakdowns as we look at some of these top positions. And, of course, we start with the quarterback position, um, which, as always, uh, is a very interesting group to try to rank uh, one through ten. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's good to be back. It's been a – fun few weeks it was tactful to for our trip for a couple of re- our honeymoon for a couple of reasons to be when it was we uh summer break for my wife and then also obviously getting right back before training camps uh started yep. up so good timing for this stuff but we'll have probably a little less time for these top 10 lists than usual with our previews coming out pretty yep. soon here but um yeah obviously had to still do the quarterbacks and as we've talked about uh, over the whole off season it's um a list that's going to be dominated by likely AFC quarterbacks. Uh, I think there are probably at least two NFC guys that are going to be on this list, maybe three. But after that, it's a, a one conference definitely has a just, just absolutely stacked um, Super Bowl expectations for multiple teams. And it, it's all led from this position. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And as much as, yeah, we, I'm, we'll dive into everything about all these teams, it's easier at the, at the start at least to, to kind of go from the top down with the, the most important position, obviously. And uh, obviously some big news with Herbert's extension and all the um, different things that have gone on with these guys, Rodgers in his first camp with the Jets. And, yeah, it's already been off to a, a pretty fun start with uh, the situations. Now I think Burrow's the guy with the next extension coming up, They're probably going to be the highest paid quarterback again. And, uh, I don't know. Well, they'll make probably Mahomes, what, the eighth highest paid quarterback, which is hilarious because I'm pretty sure um, yeah, he's going to probably start our list. I believe he started our <laughs> list last year. I know some people have ranked him in previous seasons, uh, maybe on the two line behind Allen going into last year. That was I don't believe that was us. Um, and that's a good thing because uh, Mahomes uh, proved that even without Tyreek Hill and everything that happened last year, that uh, he's still the best quarterback on the planet. Yeah, um, I mean, there's really no, like you said, there's no debate here. Um, the only debate is who is going to actually make this first pick. Because as always, yep, we have to decide who's going to make this pick. And it will be very easy for one of us. But we're going to go with the honor system as usual. And we all know where I'm going back to because I do this all the time. <laughs> heads or tails. We go to our online heads or tails coin toss here. Dylan, uh, I'm going to be heads. You're going to be tails. Perfect. Again, honor system. I will, I will be the one on the honor system here. So here we go. We're <laughs> going to flip this thing. And it comes up as tails. Oh, man. So you get the easy choice uh, at number one. So Dylan's going to be drafting one, three, five, seven, and nine. And that, unfortunately, is going to put me in the unenviable position of having to be number two. But Dylan, I assume you're going to go Patrick Mahomes at number one. Yeah, going Mahomes uh, at the top, we definitely, yeah, I got the much better position for a few reasons, as I outlined to you right before we started recording, where I think the number nine quarterback is. So, man, uh, I'm happy to be here at number one. But, yeah, no, Mahomes, as much as I, you know, we gush all the time about Joe Burrow on this podcast, obviously Josh Allen as well, and all these guys, but... At the, it, it, we kind of have talked about this too that sometimes with greatness you, over time you just start to expect it and it you you got to like step back at times 
to appreciate it. I think that quarterback documentary on Netflix, I'm not sure if you've been watching that yet, um, has, you know, you see all the the behind-the-scenes stuff with Mahomes. We know how great he is. But when you're away from watching live games for a while and then you come back to seeing it, then it it does kind of hit you again that this guy is just not normal. There's been some fantastic QBs over the course of NFL history where he ends up in that stacks up I, I know some people have already said uh, they've point, like uh, had kind of talking head uh, personalities on that show that have already said proclaimed he's the greatest quarterback of all time I'm not gonna say that but I at this moment in the NFL and in really the last few years even when Brady was still playing it's hard to deny that pretty quickly Mahomes became the, the top guy just his efficiency everything that some of these other really talented physical guys can do and then just the ability to win I mean this I, obviously he's been blessed with having Andy Reid as his coach um, and at times some really talented players um, around him um, and just a great overall culture there in Kansas City but he makes it as much as anything too Uh, I'd have a hard time believing that he wouldn't be successful in any uh, with any team uh, with his ability to make things happen off platform just makes every single throw just ridiculously tough all the injuries that he went through you know last year obviously with the uh, the knee thing against the Jaguars, all the different things he was banged up with, all the hits he took in Super Bowl 55 when they got blown out by the Bucks, and still played his uh, butt off. So, yeah, I mean, he's easily number one for me as much as I'm the biggest Josh Allen and Joe Burrow fan out there, two guys that I, it's become that appointment TV for me to watch those two QBs. I just love uh, everything they do. But, yeah, Mahomes has to be number one on this list. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if I'd have had the, the number one choice, there wouldn't have been much debate on that. I think uh, Mahomes is a clear choice there at number one. Unfortunately, Dylan, there I don't think there is a clear choice at number two. I think this is where it's very interesting to compare and contrast uh, when it comes to, in my opinion, I think it's two guys. I think it's Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. And, man, I, I just don't know. It's, it's very hard to kind of separate – these two. And I think that's where I'm having the most issues trying to figure out what is the one thing perhaps that separates it. I mean, you know, you can obviously point out the things that the Josh Allen can do with his legs. And, um, if it's fantasy football, Hey, I'm probably going Josh Allen, um, probably eight out of 10 times over Joe Burrow, maybe more, but it's not, it's kind of looking at the full picture. And so, Oh man, this is a tough one. Uh, for me, I, you know, we've, we've always kind of talked about that, Joe Burrow just has that something, whatever that something is, that like he just he has it. Not that Josh Allen doesn't, but like there's just something about Joe Burrow and and what he yeah. has. Um, that it factor, just the you know the efficiency when it comes to, to passing and all those things. And so, I'm gonna go with Joe Burrow at number two. May not make Buffalo Bills fans happy. May not make Josh Allen happy. But um, I, I don't. Again, I, look, this isn't. To me, this is like a fifty-one forty-nine type thing. If you're trying to figure out, you know, the percentages or whatever, and your your confidence, like th- this is probably like a fifty-one forty-nine for me in terms of picking between these two. But I'm gonna go Joe Burrow just because I I think again that we talked about him since he came into the league. I think right away we sort of saw exactly you know the the dynamic that that he puts in place for a team and what they can do for them to to make that run all the way to you know to a Super Bowl and those kind of things. So. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow here at number two. I don't blame you. I probably would have done the same if I was in that spot as much as I love Josh. It's hard to deny, though, with the fact that, they, yeah, as you mentioned, they made the Super Bowl, and they were a couple plays away, a couple little things that happened yeah. on their last drive before they gave the ball back to Kansas City, before the, the late hit away from winning back-to-back AFC title games <laughs> at Arrowhead. Um, and as much as, 
yeah, Josh is incredible. And in those situations where, you know, it's uh, – third and five, fourth and six, like the amount of, uh, you know, going back to a couple of years ago when you really need to have it, whether it's throwing or running the ball. I mean, Josh, you can rely on him basically just to be like, just go get a bucket. Um, and, and I believe to an extent it's different with Burrow, but I, I just have that confidence. He's going to find a way to get it done the same kind of in his own way, but uh, with the same kind of efficiency. And as yeah. much as, yeah, I, I just there's they're different players obviously but they uh, both efficient in their own ways but joe is just a killer and I, as much as the situations for each team in that divisional round game between the Bengals and bills were different last year it's hard to uh, it's not really an apples apples uh, comparison between the two um you know how those games kind of played out but it's hard to deny that the final score was quite heavily in favor of the Bengals, and joe was just just every single third down it felt like just so cool made the right read made the right throw obviously the, the bills pass rush was not in the same places uh and playing as aggressive as that Bengals defense was in that game um but i think yeah right now if i had to make the the selection i'd agree with you i'd go with number two with joe burrow well i mean i think now dylan that means yeah, you you get the third choice which boy i, yeah. I feel like it's a, a tough choice there so you, you you've had the the fun spots of being at one and three, because like we said, it was pretty much a debate at number two between Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. So I think we can go ahead and pencil in you for Josh Allen at number three. Yeah, I was going to – that's why I kind of tried to say I would have gone with Burrow there at number two to be like, all right, I'm not <laughs> going to take all the – just sit here not taking any shots at all. Um, I, I, I would have probably put him in the spot. Some people may make the argument at this after what happened last season that Jalen Hurts could be number three, I guess, or even yeah. Justin Herbert, depending on your – opinion um of what's happened with those uh guys over the course of the last couple of years but i'm going with josh yeah i, I still think i know at times his accuracy last year waned um i know he had some injuries that he was dealing with that i believe uh, did play a part and that's going to happen with um with the way that he plays uh, the game of football but at the same time i still have to have him this at number three these three guys are kind of in my opinion the, the three faces the three uh you know the Manning, Brady, Rivers, Roethlisberger, whatever you want to say of like this era, play very different than those guys did. Um, and I think for as the game has evolved, it's uh, been more efficient for the modern game. And Josh is just an absolute machine when he's on. Um, he has capability of obviously beating Mahomes. He has beaten him twice in the regular season. He has lost to him each time in the playoffs, but um, that, that they've faced, and obviously what happened last year with, against the Bengals. But I still think when things are right for him, this is a, one of the, the guys that's just on a different planet that can really elevate his team. Um, and uh, not, not even at times last year, you know, I don't think Gabe Davis took exactly the hugest step forward. He, there was so much hype after the playoff game uh, against the Chiefs where he had four touchdowns, what he was going to do. But I felt like at times last year with not exactly – the, the richest um, uh, de uh, deep receiving room, obviously Diggs is incredible, but I still felt like Allen just got things done. Um, and I'm excited to see how the offense evolves this year. I know that, you know, it was also an adjustment going from Dable to Dorsey last year and um, wasn't always pretty early on. They started to figure things out. And uh, yeah, I think he's just at the end of the day, they, I, with um, between him and some of the guys behind him, I just think that the bills, put more on him to be like, just figure it out kind of, whereas uh, maybe the answers are a bit more built in um, for uh, maybe a, a Jalen Hurts. Not necessarily that Jalen's incredible, and I think he's going to be for deservedly pretty quickly on this list and does make a lot of plays um, out of out of the uh, scheme itself. But I just think with the Bills, it's like a lot of it's just Josh 
going out and making things happen. If things aren't pretty, he's he's going to just physical his way through. Um, and and when he is on with his with his passes deep down the field, those those laser beams from like 40, 50 yards out are just so fun to watch. He's truly a unique player. So yeah, I, I'm I feel pretty good about having him number three on this list. Well. That unfortunately puts me in the position of coming up with number four because this is where, again, I think we're at a spot where you're kind of debating between multiple guys here. Um, and I don't think this is necessarily a clearly defined. Like we said, we knew Burrow yeah. and Allen were going to go two, three in some order. But I think like at four, you could there's a variety of you know orders you could see now from, from here on out. And so I think this is where it gets challenging. Um Man, I tell you, so in my mind, I'm debating debating back and forth between two guys. Uh, and one of the guys is probably not included in that, that, that may be surprising, but I'm curious to see where he lands on our list. But I think, Dylan, you know, the, the more debating I do here, um, the more I kind of keep going back to it. And I think you have to, we talked about kind of with the Joe Burrow effect of being able to lead a team to a Super Bowl. And... Um, you know, to kind of prove and people can say, well, you know, you get it's a small sample size and, you know, but, but what we saw was pretty fantastic from Jalen Hurts. And I think, you know, that debate, and, and I think it's probably obvious, Justin Herbert's the other guy that I would put kind of in this yeah. conversation and trying to pick which one to put ahead of the other. But, um, and again, I think that's going to make it easier on you. Um, but I don't know why I just, I think I'm going to go Jalen Hurts ahead of it because I think right now, yeah. Yes, like we could say, can he can he do it again this season? Well, I I don't know. Um, you know, Justin Herbert's got Kellen Moore coming in. You know, does that help him in some of those areas, perhaps? Um, but you know, even as an individual thing, even if we're not just looking at it as a team, you know, aspect of getting to the Super Bowl and those kind of things, I just think all you just talked about some of the stuff with Jalen Hurts and what stands out, and like I just I don't know. I feel like I would give Jalen Hurts that edge right now because, um, man, what we saw last year was really we've seen that trajectory from him. And not that we haven't from Justin Herbert, but um, I just I love what I saw so much from from Jalen Hurts, and I think that he's just got all the tools um, that you need. And uh, man, I, I think I'm going to give him the slight edge over Herbert here in our rankings. He, he took such a huge step forward last year. The way that he developed as a passer, they put a lot more, you know, after the what they figured out as an offense to make the playoffs in 2021. A lot of you know he was a highly drafted um, fantasy quarterback. He helped me win a fantasy title love you Jalen even though I didn't play in those uh <laughs> playoff games uh Jared Goff nice uh nice relief mm-hmm. there but yeah uh you know all last season going into the year there's a lot of hype around him as a as a rusher and how the offense was going to be uh so uh kind of along the lines of what it was in 2021 and that was not the case they they let it he aired it out obviously it does help having an AJ Brown and a Devontae Smith not a lot of teams have a top two where you feel like both guys are really number one receivers um obviously one of the best offensive lines in the league one of the best running games and um just a, a great system overall and i i try not to take too much away from jalen with that I, I i know at times um that has been a criticism that all right if he wasn't in this situation if he was on um so let's say even in this example right here with the chargers and um and, yeah. the, and the eagles that the two guys were talking about I know some people may argue that Herbert with the Eagles would have more successful, uh, would be more successful than Hurts with the Chargers um, if you were to swap them. It's just such different situations, though. Um, I, I do think I might, I probably would have gone with Jalen as well here. I may have, may have given the nod to Herbert. May have even looked at other guys. I think the next, this group of uh, QBs in this, um, in this yep. area right here, like you said, there's a lot of different variations you could have. But I think Jalen, I, I mean. 
if anything, it's almost, uh, this is a weird comparable my brain just went to, but there was, uh, you know, some criticism also with the Eagles uh, having an easy path to the Super Bowl after the injuries to the quarterback position for the Niners going through the Giants and Niners. Um, and it's in a schedule that, you know, going into the year, we talked about how, oh, wow, they're, they have one of the easiest schedules in the league. This is one of the best uh, win-loss, um, uh, you know, win total props to bet on. And sure enough, Philadelphia gets the one seed. But, I mean, they basically, outside of that one freak fumble against the Chiefs and a couple plays here and there, they could have beat Kansas City and I and probably feel like they should have. Um, and he's a huge reason why. It, it reminded me almost of the for how like how important one game can be to a guy's reputation to what C.J. Stroud did against Georgia uh, in the yeah. in the college football playoff. In terms of he lost the game, but he went off and really made people be- uh, believe her. And for me, for Hertz, it was like, all right, yeah, I know the Chiefs' defense not amazing, but uh, isn't the best of, in the league. But man, Jalen like in the biggest moment against the the, uh, the biggest, you know, it's a Super Bowl, and it doesn't really get any bigger than that, but also just the plays he did, just that one freak fumble, I'm sure that eats at him, but he's a, such a mentally tough guy. I don't think think he's going to be just fine. Um, I do not worry about the Eagles overall as a team with the Super Bowl hangover, and he's a big reason why. I think his demeanor is amazing. His ability as a passer, so yeah, obviously as a runner, just how he sees the field and leads a football team. So, I have no problem with him being at number four. Like I said, if I was in the spot, I, I may have put him there. I'm not positive I would have, but I, I would have. Cons- if you hadn't picked him at number four, I would definitely be picking him at number five. Well, so so now we continue the theme here. I think you know. I think I know you're picking at number five. Um, it, it could be a little bit of debate, but I I think that again, my, my guess is you're going Justin <laughs> Herbert at number five. Yeah, the other guys I throw into this next group that I would uh, you know at least think about. Um, and it's been a minute since we've seen him on the field. Lamar Jackson, though, I, I think with that, you know, this season, I'm so excited to see what, especially with Odell, if he's going to be healthy with the other, um, you know, players they brought in. I think he's still elite when he's on the field. I think Trevor Lawrence obviously took a huge step forward. I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers still has a lot in the tank, even though last year wasn't exactly pretty. But beyond all that, I mean, Herbert is a cyborg, just like some of these other guys <laughs> yeah. on this list. Um, and I, a guy that, yeah, at times you want there. There's a certain moments of games, and as much as a lot's made of the play calling and some of the the you know just Chargers charging with some of the blown <laughs> leads and different, not even all blown leads, but things that have happened weird in late games. I mean, they've all. They, they, I was looking back at like the last four uh, games against the Chiefs, and I believe they've lost all of them. They've all been so close, and there's little things, great plays that he makes, and then there'll be like one thing that goes wrong. Um, but I, I still just think that. You know, at, at times he should have a playoff win if they if they were able to run the football. And it wasn't even just necessarily the play calling, but they just literally had gotten to a place where they were not able to do so really well. Um, and obviously the defense um, had, at times uh, is built for a reason to allow things underneath. And it, it, anyway, it's all snowballed, obviously. And Charger fans are trying their best to move on. If any if any fan base is able to move on from heartbreak and still be loyal, <laughs> it's the Chargers, I think. But um, I, I just think that, yeah, Herbert is, he, he has that ability and you watch some of the throws he makes and he's really efficient, uh, for the most part, um, and has competed, like we mentioned with the, even though he's lost some of these games to, to Mahomes and the chiefs, they've been right there. And uh, at some point you feel like it's going to turn the other way. And yeah, as you mentioned, Kellen Moore coming in, how far does that elevate him? I know a lot of a lot of the criticism last year and a lot of the stagnant things were kind of put on the coaching staff. So now that you have a, a coach like Kellen, um, 
in place to, to kind of lead that offense with him. I think there's going to be a little bit more pressure, or at least expectations are that now it's like, all right, this is on Herbert more so to make uh, to see how this works. They still have all their really talented skill players. They didn't lose Eckler. They didn't lose any of the receivers. Uh, they draft Quentin Johnson. I mean, yeah, things are full fully on him, and I think he's going to have a just a fantastic year. He's such a fun guy to watch. It's just cutting out those um, – some of those plays in between that I think that you've seen maybe and at times also with Allen, but at least with Burrow and Mahomes, those guys have just, what's so amazing about them is their ability to just every play to play to snap, to snap, to snap, be on and just not make those uh, kind of errors. And when they do responding maybe at quicker at times, and I think Herbert's ability is all there, right? Um, uh, that's why I think, yeah, that's why at this point, number five for him, it makes sense for me. Uh, with the group behind him, I just even though some of these guys have uh, playoff wins and obviously a Super Bowl win with Rodgers, even if that was quite a while ago, um, and including the quarterback that just beat Herbert um, in that playoff game last year, I just think that yeah, his ceiling and where he's already gone to as as a as a player, I think that um, he's deserving of the number five spot. Well, here we are again, um, number six, trying to figure out exactly where I want to go at this one. Yeah, I. I sort of expected that to be our top five. Again, I didn't know exactly what the order would be beyond one, but I, I figured those would be the top five guys we'd, we'd ultimately choose. And like you said, it's not to, to say the other guys behind them that we're going to list off or, are not in that mm-hmm. same category, but I just felt like that was, I don't know if clear is the right word, but I, I do think that was a pretty strong consensus top five there um, with those guys. But now um, things get interesting because I think from here you can certainly make the argument for some of these guys and – I think, you know, as we said, we're we're ranking these guys coming into this season. So you're having to, you know, figure out exactly where guys at. That makes it hard for me with Aaron Rodgers because I'm like, all right, um, like you said, we, we've seen slip a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, would I still take Aaron Rodgers over even a surging Trevor Lawrence? Would I take him over Lamar Jackson right now? Um, uh, I mean, honestly, Dylan, I keep coming back to it. And I'm like, I... I might still do that, and it's, again, I think it's just going to be so fascinating because this year is going to obviously tell us a lot, right, about mm-hmm. where things are at, and I, and I think it's it's really hard to know, though, um, and, and so I think it's maybe this is kind of a pick somewhat based off of history, but at the same yeah. time, you know, we are kind of, again, going into a new season, and you're kind of turning the page a little bit, too, and if you're doing that, I still think Aaron Rodgers probably has enough in the tank for me to find a way to keep him inside of our top six in this ranking, even if it, it's not an easy decision probably for me between him and Trevor Lawrence or him and Lamar Jackson. So I'll, I'll go Aaron Rodgers here, but yeah. um, not not a strong opinion one way or the other when it comes to maybe how to rank these these three guys, which I think will probably be the next three guys on our list. Yeah, I, I think so. At least for me, they, they are. I think you could throw Dak into that mix of, uh, yeah. somewhere, uh, and I wouldn't be mad um, if, he, if he beat out one of the other guys. But, yeah, with Aaron Rodgers, I, you know, he did just win a couple MVPs right before uh, <laughs> yeah. last year. And, obviously, the situation with the Jets, very different. The offensive line, I wouldn't say, is maybe not for sure going to be as good as what Green Bay had. I, I know that Bakhtiari, obviously, all the injuries last year, they had a lot of guys. They, the Packers do a great job drafting, developing along that line. To, to even when guys go down, they seem to 
figure it out. The Jets have potential to have a really good offensive line. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. It's relying on a lot of health. Um, but the skill position players, I mean, obviously Garrett Wilson. Um, you, you see what, what Aaron did for years with an elite receiver, not saying Garrett, you know, Devontae is on a different uh, level. Maybe Garrett can get to that level. Um, he's was fantastic last year um, to start his career. And I, th- I think that that you know, ability though for Aaron to have a, a guy that he develops chemistry with that already appears they're doing so early in camp. And obviously Rodgers actually going to all the off season programs, something he hadn't done in a while, I think bodes well, but at the end of the day with the, the overall Jets success, uh, obviously we're talking about top quarterbacks, but still he had, when's the last time Rodgers had a top 10 defense, I would say maybe the year yeah. that they won the Super Bowl. I know they were first in, um, and total yards that year on defense. Um, and then immediately, even when they went 15 and one the year after, were much worse, um, one of the bottom defenses in the league. And then it's always been kind of middling there. So, uh, you know, it's been a – he's done a lot with uh, – when he's had to really – over the course of his career. I mean, if you look at all the playoff defeats he's had, a lot – for the most part, those games are ones where the defense has not played uh, fantastic, maybe outside of their uh, the, the crazy comeback by the Seahawks in the NFC title game where uh, that one maybe you could put a little more on the offense. But – yeah, I, I still think with the like you said, you're you're looking more so projecting a bit here and still believing in what's in the tank. It, it just felt like things had run the course uh, last year. We talked about it, and he talked about it going into the that off season. It, it maybe they waited a one year too long to to move forward. Maybe it was the right time for the Packers, even if it wasn't for Rodgers to wait one more year to give uh, Jordan Love a bit more time uh, to, to get ready there. But now, yeah, with the he seems reinvigorated. Obviously, um, if he can stay healthy, I've. I have no uh, reason to believe he won't be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And again, it's uh, the AFC man. We still have we have Jalen on this list, but it's the fact that Rodgers moved from the uh, you know with the Packers to the Jets, just more consolidation of power on this side, and really even in this division. With uh, I want to I don't know if he's going to make our top ten, but Tua is definitely on the borderline. If he's in the game, I mean, with how efficient he was last year, just staying on the field has been an issue there. But yeah, this division's ridiculous, and I think um, with the, with the weapons that um, Rodgers does have with the Jets, and obviously reconnecting with Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, it's uh, there's there's reasons to believe that even though the system, um, I'm not, I, you know, I don't think they should completely go away from some of the things that worked out in Green Bay. That maybe Aaron was resistant to it when Lafleur first took over. Um, that uh, you know, over time, worked out quite well for him, but. Um, it, maybe it will be a little less motion, a little more drop back, a little, a little more of the stuff that he liked to do in the earlier years of the McCarthy system. And we'll see how it works out. But I think, yeah, I have no problem with, you know, if, if this was last year's list, we probably had Aaron in the top two or three um, yeah. for a reason. And I, I don't think just one bad year, we would have to kind of um, build up on that to drop him too far down this list, especially with the fact that, yeah, Lawrence, the guys were mentioning right after here, Right, Lawrence has only had one real, you know, had the first year that was kind of crazy with Urban, and then obviously last year came on, but wasn't necessarily perfect all year. Really, the second half of the season was much better, and then Lamar needs to stay on the field. Um, it's been kind of a, a minute since we've seen his greatness. So I think when you think there's no like certainty with this group, it's not like the other two guys are like sure things uh, to be have uh, fantastic uh, dominant seasons, especially again because they're both in the AFC playing against all these other top quarterbacks. So I think uh, Rodgers makes a lot of sense in this spot for sure all right so i finally feel like i flipped the board on you a little bit here um because yes. now i'm forcing you to make an actual decision um because i feel like the last finally. three you've the first three you've had to make have been very easy decisions you gotta actually think about this one so 
Number seven uh, is up next. It's your pick here. And as we said, I think this is where you start getting into that, you know, that territory of we could have made a case for Trevor Lawrence. We could have made a case for Lamar Jackson to be higher. Like you said, you could put Dak in that conversation. Maybe a couple other guys we're forgetting um, that, that may come up by the time we, we finish our top ten. But this is where, like we said, I don't think there's a lot that separates these guys, but I'm very curious to see who you ultimately settle on it. And number seven, because I think it will finally make my decision a little bit easier uh, when we get to number eight. Yeah, I think, that, yeah, like you said, it's finally flipped. This is definitely one of the tougher ones. Um, I think, yeah, depending on who, which list you look at from any uh, sports media website out there writing about this, they're going to be flipped. Uh, it's going to be like a 50-50, who's going to be ahead of the other. Um, I, I just, as much as I love Trevor, and I think that he has potential to just completely elevate to that that list of all these other great young quarterbacks that we've been talking about um, at the top of the list to to really be like all right he's right there alongside Herbert and Allen and these guys at the and that group not going to say anyone's going to get to Mahomes' level but I think that Trevor definitely um, has the potential to be in the top five the next time we do this list but at the moment, I know he's been off the field so much, but I mean, it's just Lamar when he's healthy. They were still so good last year, and I, I when he was on the field, things uh, and you see obviously with the offense how different it is. Even with some of the things Huntley was able to kind of piece together, they very much could have beaten the the Bengals in the first round, and feel like they probably should have uh, with the, before that fumble at the goal line there. Um, but if when he's on the field, and especially with some weapons, I just am really excited to see what Lamar does. Obviously, with Todd Munkin coming over from Georgia, um, I, I think that that's going to be a fre- also kind of a fresh kind of thing here. I think also having his contract in place now, that, that kind of uncertainty um, that maybe was lingering the last couple of years and has been a part of uh, the thinking, even if he really wanted to play, obviously the injury stuff. Um, will he, will it be a, a little bit of a difference maker now that he feels comfortable with all the guarantees that are in place? I don't know exactly how much that really played into the to missing games, or if his you know sounds more also like he was quite literally hurt, um, and, and that is a concern. And that that is the part here where it's like I wouldn't blame anyone for putting Trevor above Lamar um, for a couple of those reasons, but we still haven't seen Trevor play at the peak of what Lamar has when Lamar is really cooking, and now. Obviously, they, they also add, in addition to Odell, Zay Flowers. Um, we'll see if, if, you know, if Bateman can stay on the field. I still think there's something, there's more in the tank there and more potential there. And I think just with Munkin in general, I have more confidence in what he's going to kind of bring to an offense that also maybe to run its course um, with Greg Roman and some of the things that yeah. a lot of people thought, oh, they, they made a system fit for Lamar and it's the reason for his success. And, I, yeah, that's par- probably partially true for that for his MVP season. And it's still Lamar Jackson. I still think he's – really talented passer if you actually watch the all the uh, you know the film of it all i mean this man is if you're if you're on following all the all the the junkies on on football twitter uh (laughs) that helped me piece together this kind of stuff uh it's quite clear that lamar is a really talented uh passer in the at least in the not maybe, maybe super deep down the field but in the intermediate to deep kind of 20 to 30 yard ranges um he's quite accurate and obviously what he can do off uh, when he needs to run the football. I just think that things are going to open up a bit more, maybe less designed runs, but things where he's still going to be able to take off because the team has the right um, answer for the passing play that they have, but then they don't have an ability to, to kind of have an answer for him. So just stay on the field. Maybe he'll take less hits also with, um, with kind of the way that things are going to develop. So I, I still am a huge believer in Lamar 
still, I think I'm as excited to watch him as I've been since his MVP season um, uh, with uh, some of the weapons they have in a new uh, uh, offensive coaching staff. So I'll give him the slight edge here, even if it might look foolish because I, I do think uh, after this season, because I do think Trevor has that trajectory where don't be shocked if he's putting up ridiculous numbers um, in year three in 2023. Yeah. And that's why, like you said, I think that that makes it a little easier for me to, to put him at number eight. I think that's where I would go. Cause like we said, I think you can certainly make the argument, you know, to even put him as high as six and um, you know, all these guys kind of in that similar range, but it's just that, now you're just looking for Trevor Lawrence to, you know, start putting more of those seasons together, like we've seen from an Aaron Rodgers, like we've seen from Lamar Jackson. So, um, you know, I think though the trajectory is pretty clear with him too, and um, seems to be headed nowhere but up. And so, yeah, I, that's why I'll, I'll easily go with Trevor Lawrence at, at number eight, and probably not have much of a much of a debate on that uh, for me. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for all the reasons I kind of talked about him before, I think that yeah, Trevor is just a different uh, kind of level of talent. I, you know, I know there was all the hype of the highest, most hyped uh, incoming quarterback since uh, Andrew Luck, and maybe that wasn't always completely fair. And even was that even fair to Andrew Luck uh, when you compared him to some of the previous guys? But, uh, yeah, I mean, just obviously with uh, as he got comfortable with the system, with all the weapons they brought put around him and a competent coaching staff, it was quite clear that, yeah, Trevor has the ability and almost – almost beat the chiefs i mean that was a pretty close game for a while against kansas city he put uh you know they're right there so there's no reason even if you have some concerns about some parts of that roster regressing i've i've very few concerns about him regressing as a a quarterback so even if other parts go down i think he's going to elevate them so he makes a lot of sense number eight and i'll just jump right into number nine i'm putting dak here i i don't this is what i basically before we started i was like oh he's number nine like it's just I had that top eight in some order in my head. Um, and there's there's guys that maybe you could argue um, are deserving to be in the spot instead. I, I just think he's right after this group. He's right on this next tier where he's not – He's I wouldn't say he's the quote-unquote elite, but he's definitely really good. Um, yeah. Sometimes against really tough defenses, we've seen him struggle against the Niners the last couple of playoffs. And, um, but we've seen him also you know, have that just – complete butt whooping of the Vikings last year where they won like 40 to three. They had the game on uh, Thanksgiving or it was at least close to Thanksgiving where they beat the Eagles. Um, uh, even though the Eagles, I believe had um, Gardner Minshew playing that game, they still put up a lot of points. So if it forced Dallas to, to still uh, put up a, a crooked number and they managed to do so against a Philly defense that didn't have that happen to them quite uh, all that often uh, last year. So, you see the highs. Uh, he had that. Yeah, I thought he played great against the Bucks. Even though the Bucks weren't the, the same team as the previous two seasons, their defense was still quite good last year, and he had no problem. Um, obviously, their offensive line it took a step forward, but um, yeah, I think that he's still right on this list. And if Tony Pollard doesn't go down in that game against the Niners, they, he was one of the, the kind of X factors that seemed to be helping Dallas open some things up. That definitely played a role, and maybe we're talking about a much different have a much different conversation around Dak if they managed to beat San Francisco there. Um, I, I yeah, I still think he's. I know he has some detractors, and obviously the Cowboys on on the internet at least get uh, more of the blame than or more of the hate than most teams um, seem to do, um, and as a result, it kind of falls on Dak a lot of the time. But I think he's still really uh, deserving of being in the top ten and comfortably at this number nine spot. I feel pretty good about it. Oh boy! All right. Well, now I've got to figure out who we're going to leave off the list because we only have one spot left at number ten, and I think this is such an interesting debate because, I mean, 
All right. So let, let me just narrow this down, and, and you and I both may co-make this pick um, because I think it's interesting to kind of look at the, the choices that you have here. So, by the way, let me just say, that, isn't it wild that Russell Wilson is not in this conversation for me? Um, I haven't even mentioned him yet. But, but isn't but that, that it's just it's so wild, right? Like, just think yeah. about how wild that is and how much last season could really just – it was it was that bad. Like even if it's not even half that bad. Like you know he's probably still in this conversation, but because it was so bad, um, we're not even debating that right now. So to me, I think two is in the conversation. Um, yep. I think that I mean someone else that that obviously you know did not have best year you know injuries played, but, but I think Matthew Stafford's in there. I mean we, I think we got to mm-hmm. remember we're still not that far away from. Um, you know, leading to the Super Bowl, and we've always talked about like I feel like he's always kind of been on our list somewhere. Even when he was with the Lions, he just felt like he just didn't get enough love for that. Um, yeah. Honestly, beyond that, I mean, I think that's probably the cutoff for me. Um, no, Captain Kirk. Uh, look, <laughs> I, don't I know think the, about him in this range, but yeah, I mean, look, it's the. Maybe it's the Netflix effect of, of Kurt. I mean, he seems like one of those guys that's just very easy to root for. Um, yeah. But I still feel like I'd put him behind both of those guys. Um, and again, whether that's fair or unfair, too, because like you said, I think you could have to debate about, well, there's no Justin Jefferson. What does that look like? Um, but you could say that about a lot of guys, perhaps. Um, so, yeah, I think that... I'd probably honestly bring it down to those two. And I'm trying to look at who else would maybe even be in the conversation. I think I've seen, you know, some people, like you said, I think Cousins would certainly be in there. Um, Geno Smith obviously had a breakthrough year. You know, Daniel Jones, I don't I don't know if I'd put him necessarily just in the same tier with these couple guys. Um, you know, Jared Goff obviously had a bounce back year. Fields is trending up, I think, yeah. but I don't think I'd put him in the top ten. So, uh, Honestly, this is one of those that I think if you're if you're going into this best case scenario, if you're trying to put that with all these guys, and I'm trying to say who in the best case scenario do I put at this number ten spot? Yeah. I think I would probably bring it down to either Tua or Matthew Stafford. I think that would be the two that I would I would narrow my choices down to. Um the the Tua stuff's just hard, right? Well, I mean in both in their different ways, like honestly, Dylan, like both are somewhat in that injuries have played such a big role at times. And that's why I think it's really hard to kind of separate these two. But the one thing that does separate these two is the fact that Matthew Stafford has won a Super Bowl now. And, you know, again, like if that's kind of some of the criteria and we've seen that, like, it, yes, he had good players around him, but again, think about like that was, I mean, we talked about some of the performances he had throughout that season and getting them to that point. So I know the Rams had such a, it was just a throwaway year, essentially. Um, but I don't think we can forget what he's been over the long haul, right? And Tua, a little more inconsistent last season, like we said. We know the injury situation, that kind of stuff played a factor. And it's really hard for me to leave him off a top 10 list, but I may have an even harder time leaving a Matthew Stafford off. So I'm going to go Stafford at 10. Um, and like I said, I, it's a hard choice, but um, I'm, I'm going to give the, the, the nod to Stafford here at number 10. I mean, he was probably in, I think we had him like at number seven or somewhere around there last year, maybe yeah. even a little higher. Um, 
because you know he felt like when they won the Super Bowl, as much as he had that team uh, compared, to, it's crazy with the Rams rosters compared to just two years ago. But um, you, you felt like yeah, he had a really good defense around him. He had a lot of weapons. Had a, a quite an offensive line that I think most rankings had them in the top ten. And just watching them, that um, was a, a pretty good unit. But he still was the difference between them bowing out in the second round against Tampa, um, bowing out against San Francisco, even if he did have the one drop pick by. Jaquaski Tart, and then obviously the Super Bowl. I, he made just so many crucial. Those three games are going to always be his legacy, especially for the uh, for all uh, Lions fans that believed in him for all those years um, and knew that it, what he was capable of. It was so cool to watch them kind of jump on the bandwagon with the Rams uh, during that run. Um, I think that if he can stay healthy, and I mean all the the things going in, at least a lot of the reporting from Jordan Rodriguez and all the great Rams reporters that we're lucky to have in LA has been about, you know, he really wasn't healthy. As much as they tried to downplay it going into 2022, he really was not in a, in a, a kind of a physical place to, to be ready to go. And then obviously all the hits that he took, the offensive line injuries that we've discussed, everything that went wrong with the Rams last year, I think it all just kind of compiled a little bit of mental fatigue uh, with the, for McVay and the offense overall and the inability to adjust to some of these things that happened. Um, all of it kind of compiled to, uh, to yeah, a season that – Obviously, the Rams would like to move on from. But like you said, when he's on the field and when he's fully healthy with the, everything in place, the good offensive line, I mean, yeah, we've seen Tua has success, but we have, and obviously he's been in the league much uh, shorter amount of time. Yeah. But um, obviously we, we, we have seen Stafford just put up ridiculous numbers and then also lead a Super Bowl run. And I think there is something to be said for that. And, um, you know, it's kind of like where I, it's different than the Rogers situation, but where I say like, all right, one year's uh, one year of of kind of being down on stats is one thing. And obviously much more health uh, reason here and um, with Stafford than Rogers, but let's see a second year. I still think he deserves to be um, in this spot. And I, I, yeah, I, I may have gone a different way, but I, I, think that he was um you know some of these lists that going into this i looked at had him like at the 18 spot or 17 yeah a lot of them then have him though right after the top 10 or at in the top 10 and i i tend to agree more with that kind of range even if he's not my number 10 guy at the moment i still think he's capable of being much higher for the reasons you mentioned and that's why it's uh i, I do understand the pick i think like you said Tua for sure in that range i think Kirk, I, I do wonder of about not just because of the Netflix stuff, but like when it, if he's in a situation like uh, Stafford, it's that was kind of a thing, obviously that was made a lot of going into that 2021 season because yeah. of the time that Kirk had spent with McVeigh in Washington. Was uh, was that the guy that Shanahan in San Francisco and, and uh, McVeigh in LA really wanted? Um, but I just think that the difference is Stafford is just does make enough things happen off platform does make it just kind of finds ways obviously the no look pass when it's the wrong uh, as McVay has talked about the wrong play call uh, for that coverage everything was exactly uh schemed up perfectly by Cincinnati and he still made it happen I mean that's kind of what Stafford brings to a level that yeah as, as much as I do love Tua and I think that I really trust Mike McDaniel um and I think that well, the Dolphins are going to be one of the more fun teams this year. As we, t- I can't wait for the AFC East episode. But um, I don't. I just don't know when when things are not going right. I mean, I think of the Charger game when they had kind yeah. of all the answers last year, and he had an awful performance. Um, just against some of these defenses that have really gone off. He, he played well against Buffalo, obviously early in the year. Um, but I just don't. I haven't seen maybe um, that kind of like ability to win things 
do break down to make it all work yet. Um, so we'll, that could be uh, something that happens in 2023. Uh, he's going to have a lot of chances to. Other guys that maybe have a chance to like possibly break into this uh, top 10, if Deshaun Watson and the Browns yeah, That's who I was going to say. I think he's the wild card of this list. He like, is, 100%. Because we knew coming back last season he was not going to be what he was however many years ago it was right like it's we we knew it was not just going to be pick up and here he goes again we knew it was going to be a process but if that process now going into this season if he gets closer to that like he's absolutely going to be in the top 10 and i thought he was the one that i don't think you can put him on there right now but it would not shock us at all if he winds up being in the top six or seven on this list somewhere yeah yeah i think so um it's just a matter of we need to see it it's just yeah, a lot of the potential we know yeah. where he was for us for so long um on these lists but it's just uh i don't know i i need that that is like more of a, i really need to wait it's just such a different thing with yeah. the amount of time it's been um but yeah he's the wild card i think there's a chance it's gonna be another episode i can't wait to do is the afc north one so i think he's in that range but yeah i think stafford um is the guy for me um trying to think of anyone though that could break yeah, I do agree with you at number 10. I think ultimately I may have made the same line of thinking um, eventually, but trying to think of like other guys that have a chance to get in the top 10 that are like more of the wild cards, like like you mentioned with Deshaun. Do you think if the Lions are the number two seed in the NFC that Jared Goff could be <laughs> considered, or are we going to look at the, the Lions yeah. and say, all right, this roster is the reason it's a system kind of thing, which has been something that's not necessarily always been fair to Jared. I think at times that's been true, but other times – did play quite well with those Rams teams before the rest of the league kind of caught up to what they were doing. Thanks to Belichick and the team and uh, Fangio, I guess before that, but yeah, um, maybe fields if the, if he takes a huge step, but yeah, it's a, uh, I think the, yeah, the most interesting part of this conversation has been this uh, once, uh, you know, some of the decisions between like two and three and then that group in the middle, but then now this next group on the outside, who has a chance to break in? It's uh, definitely a lot of names, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Got to wait for the games to start. <laughs> yep, we will see if this list is justified once the games actually begin. And as we said, not that far away now um, before that happens. And, of course, we'll start previewing all the different divisions and make all our picks for the upcoming 2023 season in the NFL. And uh, so, Dylan, until then, a lot of stuff over at Clutch Points to get everybody ready for the season and let everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section. Tons of training camp previews, uh, positional battle uh, uh, articles that we've written. Um, a lot, we're starting to we, – we prepped a lot of fantasy stuff that we're just starting to pump out this week now. Uh, we'll, have, we'll wait to do some of our bigger, longer fantasy rankings probably along the same time of when we'll do our uh, fantasy preview here on the podcast. Um, but, yeah, looking at just more of the, the player outlook, starting to get you at least a, get into the right mindset as you start to mentally prepare for your drafts down the line. Uh, as I always say, wait till the after the preseason. Do not uh, do anything until all the injuries, or at least for the most part, are kind of the dust is settled. But uh, yeah, go to uh, clutchpoints.com there uh, to the NFL section and also the clutch point, NFL section of the Clutch Points app. Tons of stuff, all that same kind of stuff, all the news, all the, you know, this is this is a good time of year. One of my favorite times of the football calendars. Uh, the, the month leading up to the NFL and college football seasons, there's just so many, so much hope, so much optimism, so many 
fun things coming out of all these camps and uh, obviously excited for Hard Knocks with the Jets. That's going to be a, a pretty interesting um, team to follow. I'm kind of glad it landed on there, but uh, we'll have all that coverage too on Clutch Points in the NFL section. Yeah, be sure to check it all out there. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Pass. And thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Pass podcast. 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 Podcast.